0: Oh, I'm just having a look here. I've got two vets that have popped in. (laughs) Look at that in a minute. We're going to be covered for Pet Chat today.
1: For our sponsor, Dog Overboard Adamstown, the fun and healthy place for dogs. Pet Chat on your pet-friendly radio station, 2NURFM 103.7.
0: Welcome. You've got Sarah here, Cheryl Shaw, and we're having a giggle because we've had Dr Bob sitting here ready to go and I've just seen Dr David Tabret Poppy's headed. I think there's been miscommunication there. Absolutely. (laughs) Who's going to come through? We don't know who our vet will be at this point in time, but I tell you what, we've got ample knowledge in here now, don't we? Absolutely. I said we've got a special guest in the studio today. Well, he's had to go for a toilet break. He'll be back shortly. Don't forget, you can see him on our camera at 2 com. But Cheryl, please tell us who you've brought in today. Little Avalon, my new 10 week old standard poodle puppy. Oh my gosh, I know Todd said I couldn't talk like a child on the radio, but he's so cute! <laughs> Puppies do melt oh. you. He is just beautiful. Dr. Bob's giving me a big giggle here, but he is gorgeous. Thank you. So 10 weeks old, he's going to be a big boy. His paws are quite large, aren't they? And he's Mm. quite big for 10 weeks. Yeah. But that's uh, inspired you for your talk topic, which we're going to get to in just a minute. Yes. When should you take your puppy out and about? That's a good
2: one. That is a
0: really good one. Mm. All right, we're going to talk about that. And then, Dr. Bob, we didn't get to it the other week. What are we looking at today? And it probably does involve puppies as well. They're prone to it.
1: Mischief, mayhem and misadventure.
0: Oh, I'm going to be listening to that one. (laughs) So make sure your
1: house is safe for your animals and your children and you.
0: Cheryl, congratulations. You're the proud mummy of a new pooch and he is beautiful. Obviously, you're a Roxy music yes fan because he's called avalon that's right that's where it came from standard yeah. poodle apricot. you can see him at two and dot but you thought you would talk about when you can take puppies out to socialize because i know there's there's rules on these you know yeah. depending on their vaccinations i always thought it was the 12-week
3: mark but you know Well, Sarah, you're quite right. When do you start taking them out? There's a lot of conflicting advice because when you go, you know, talking to different people, even when you talk to some vets, it can be, you know, certain ages, certain vaccination levels. But the veterinary world is really divided. And obviously their concern is for the health of the puppies, which is paramount. But attitudes are changing. And many experts recommend that, um, that providing you do it properly and correctly, that you can start taking your puppy out and about. But there's certain things that you oh. have to make sure that you do because what we're wanting to do in early socialisation is to get the puppy to feel confident. But it's a, a really big problem that if you are going to take your dog out and it's not fully immunised, that you do not let it down on the ground because obviously puppies... If they lick um, where another dog has weed or another dog has pooed, that can be contaminated or even the, the ground on where those other dogs have been can be contaminated. And then, of course, disease can transfer to your puppy, which right. is something we don't want to have happen. So
0: I've noticed you haven't put Avalon down since being here, yeah, it's, we're it's you
3: know, holding
0: him. Yeah. So that's,
3: that's obviously the big thing. For, for me, it's pretty big. I mean, I obviously want him to meet as many people in positive situations that I can so that he does grow to be confident. And so, you know, if I can get to meet 100 people in the first six months of his life that are positive around him and, you know, make him feel comfortable and not give him any stresses. But the main thing is not putting him on the ground because I don't want to um, outside have any problems with maybe where another dog has been that may not have been immunized of course some yep. dogs appear healthy and um but they're actually carriers of disease so that's a concern that if you are taking your puppy yeah out. well when you, you can't even see the signs of it yeah. so
0: you wouldn't let um a new puppy obviously come in contact with with other puppies i wouldn't at, personally until the twelve. Weeks after that, you sort of until more the dog, relaxed? For me, or?
3: until the dog's fully immunised, yep. and then I would be really cautious about introducing a puppy to another dog because not all dogs want to meet another dog. Not all dogs are comfortable meeting another dog, particularly with puppies. We all know that they jump and they're in each other's faces, and that can be really threatening to the other dog, which... Puts that dog in a predicament that it doesn't really want to be in. And then the outcome can be quite um, severe on the puppy because if that other dog decides, well, no, you're really in my face and I'm not enjoying you, then we end up with a very bad situation. And a lot of people want their dogs to be social with other puppies, but it doesn't always have to be. Not all dogs want to be every other dog's best friend. Sure,
0: okay.
3: Yeah, but there's some things that are a definite don't. So, you know, don't put the puppy down on the ground. Do not allow your dog to go in um, where the grass is long or where it's damp, things like that, because there may have been another animal go through there and in your own yard have have urinated during the night that you're not even aware comes through your yard. Um, And as I said, unless your dog, um, you know, unless you've got somebody that you want to have come over with their dog, make sure that dog is really definitely immunised. You know, ask them, is your dog definitely up to date with immunisation? Because you don't want to be, you know subjecting your dog to disease. Um, there are a lot of things that you can do with dogs taking them out and about. There's carry pouches. There's all sorts of bags that you can pop your dog in. I wish you had brought one um, for Avalon. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think it would last long. I do No, <laughs> no. So you do need to take precautions and to minimise any risks for your puppy. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very much, I want him to meet and see people. Um, in our yard, I'm letting him in our yard yes. so he can hear the sights and see the birds and, you know, the breeze. And when it rains, he'll feel the rain. And so he's experiencing all of those things. I'm just,
0: he's outside waiting to come back in the studio and he's just beautiful. Dr. Bob, do you see um, a lot of cases of pups picking up um, diseases or sickness because they've been taken out and you know, they haven't been fully vaccinated?
1: As Cheryl was saying, it's really up to you and it's about um, what your vet recommends as well, but it's yes. vaccination versus socialisation really. So... It's very important to get them out there, but that socialisation has to be supervised. So as Cheryl said, it's with um, puppies that might be more settled and be okay, um, with adult dogs, with different types of dogs, with people the same, adults, older uh, and younger children. But in a controlled situation, the problem with puppies together is they really are practising bullying. So all we have to do is look at politicians these days and that's all they're doing. So they really shouldn't have been allowed to do that when they're in preschool. But um, And so the vaccination is getting better, but still we don't know whether other people have done that with their animals and who has walked down this street. Yes. But it is so important to get them out and experience all of life. So the noises, the sounds, the music, the... Yeah, just the mayhem of, of of a hustle and bustle of everyday life. But like us, they need to have a safe place to retreat back to. Yes. And so the good thing with Cheryl's um, family is that she has older dogs and they also will be teaching the younger puppy lots of good things. So it's important that they are reasonable, settled and of good manners. Otherwise, younger puppies can you learn some bad habits from the older dogs in the household too. So. It's like any family. We have to manage those intera- interactions with the siblings and we have to help them to treat each other kindly. Mm.
3: We're actually not putting our little puppy with our other two dogs all of the time. It's only sort of for about Managed half an hour boost. to an hour Excellent. max. Yeah. And then, you know, they're separated because this puppy is only young and we don't want anything to happen that will stay with him for life. So. Yeah. Yes. I
0: just want to squish his face.
1: Hug it, you mean. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's get serious.
0: We've got Dan on the line from Charlestown. You've called in for Pet Chat, that line 49216216. What's your question for Dr. Bob, Dan?
1: How can we help you, Dan?
0: Hello. Yeah. Yes, yes, Dan, we're here. Are you?
1: Uh, it's, it's Heath.
0: Oh, Heath, hello. Heath. How can we help you?
2: Um, about the puppies, if the father of the pups around the pup is it- not going to get
1: crook, is it? As long as the older animals are vaccinated properly and they're healthy and well, it's OK. But certainly watch um, if they're the same gender. So an older male dog with a younger male puppy can have some issues. There can be some jealousy. So just like a new baby in the household, if there's a, a, an older sibling, we have to make sure we give appropriate attention to each of those. So you have to give attention to the adult, attention to the, the baby... So in dogs, the same thing. So it's making sure that we're looking after um, the puppy, giving it time, but making sure they come into a fully vaccinated home environment because if they come in, there has been parvo, kennel cough, hepatitis, distemper, whatever in that yard in the last 12 months, there's a risk in that. So they need to have their immunity built up, and that's at six to eight weeks, and again at 10 to 12 weeks of age, some dogs... Especially Parvo at this time of year, for some reason, in Newcastle tends to flare up in the warmer months. Mm -hmm. So really important that they're fully vaccinated.
3: And it's a good call at the moment too for people to go along if their dog isn't vaccinated to, you know, just remember, update, go and see the vet, get your dog immunised.
1: And get it checked for just basic health to see that, you know, is that lump important, is that limp something that's going to be a significant thing. The earlier you get on to disease, like in in people again, is the better chance we've got of preventing more serious consequences.
0: (laughs) I just thought, did anyone notice that? Intermittently. (laughs) What was that? Sorry, Dr. Bob. Can
1: you spell that though?
0: Of course I can, but we don't have time for that at the moment. (laughs) 49216216, because we do have a caller on the line. We've got Maureen from Metford now. Uh, We've been talking about training puppies. You're trying to train kittens. I
4: certainly am. Good luck.
1: How old are they? Uh, They're
4: about five months old. Um, They're brothers. They've got the run of the place. And they get up on windowsills, but I will not have them up on the table or the benches. And they're finding ways of getting up there.
1: Yes, it's really, um, the big thing about cats is it's vertical diversity that we need to be very careful of. So not only what we can see on the ground, but what they can see up above them and so they really enjoy it so windows are good window sills often they later in life they'll become sun seekers and so they'll sort of just follow the window sills around the house as the sun goes around the house so yes, they're doing that. yeah so the important thing with with two boys though is to make sure that there's multiple litter trays around the house and those litter trays need to be if possible located um near where the windows or doors are so that if they see other animals outside they can go to the toilet straight away in an appropriate place so two boys they'll be a bit of like blokes in a pub on a friday night i shouldn't really use that analogy but that's what it is (laughs) Wing on the wall as high as they can but marking territory but are they de-sexed yet maureen
4: no, they're not quite uh, ready to be dissected w- next
1: month. I would do that as soon as you can because yeah. in spring there's more likely to be roaming tomcats about and the testosterone level's going to be pretty high. So there's yeah, gonna they be a don't get
4: outside.
1: Good. Doubles they're their lifespan in the my time. opinion. Yeah, keep them inside. Yeah. Outside they get into mischief, they get um, hurt, they get misadventure, they yeah. pick up viruses yeah. and they kill native wildlife. So... Inside is much better. The and other... they've
4: got plenty of toys and activities uh, to do it, but they want to get up on
1: tables and benches. That's right. So you keep them away from that as possible, as much as possible with the toys as the distraction, and whenever you pick them up, you just put them down and say, yep, no go, tell them that it's inappropriate. I the... have done that. The problem with cats is if you start to use any more stronger the discipline than that, like water spray, they're going to get a little bit, um, and i shouldn 't say this again, but revenge, and so you don 't want to get that wrong side of them um, oh. excited, so the other thing, as you said, lots of different toys, um, yes. a few special scratching posts that they can climb up on, so they yeah, can watch that. you watch you from what you 're doing on the bench, but they know that that 's a no go area, um, so cats can be trained, and the earlier we start, the better. The other thing that's really important is to make sure you put multiple food um, uh, locations. So it's having little spots on the scratching post, on the windowsill, little bits of dry food. So they're well, ex- wouldn't
4: that to, um, feed them? They make them attack.
1: No, they're, what they're doing is exploring and investigating, which is taking away, not taking away, but using that curiosity for good, if you like. So it's helping them to do Oh, right Okay. Then. And that again, away from the bench top. But if you've got a view over that bench top from something they're allowed to be on, they will be much more content in that situation. And yeah, they've
4: got that, and they've got a high perch where they're fighting to get up to the high one.
1: Good, and, and they, a and couple of those, yeah. so they have got their own personal space. So, despite oh, our... us, yeah, they can
4: see over the top to see what we're doing. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's And good.
4: they know they're not allowed up there because as soon as they hear us, they scatter.
1: Yep, <laughs> like anybody who knows they're doing the wrong thing, they're oh, keeping yeah. an extra. Up. Kept, and we've got some
4: round applause, so you can hear them all scattering around. <laughs> all the <places> to go.
1: <laughs> but it is again like very much like parenting. So just keep an eye on them. Don't let them practice the problem behaviour, but encourage them to do the good things. So okay, play. So-
4: No, like give them a smack or water spray or...
1: Best not to do that, in my opinion. You've got to set reasonable boundaries, but not over-the-top boundaries. Hi, Cody. Thanks, Maureen.
0: Thanks, Maureen. And good luck. It sounds like Maureen's going to be uh, quite busy at the moment, just like Cheryl is training our <laughs> It's belong. really
1: good fun, though. You invest <laughs> the time in that and you see that later on in life. Oh,
0: of course yes. it is. Now, look, um, we've just had someone call in and they wanted the details for Dog Rescue Newcastle. Now, we'll be looking at our Pet of the Week a little bit later on, but you can always get their details by either heading to our Webpage 2nurfm.com and clicking on Pet Chat or you can go to dogrescuenewcastle.com.au or alternatively, give us a call 49216216 and we can pass on some contact phone numbers for Sue Barker, who runs Dog Rescue Newcastle. We've got another call here. We've got Donna on the line from Fern Bay. Now, you've got a question about your cat also. I do, actually.
2: Um, I have a 13-year-old cat. And I'm just wondering if there is... Do cats get
1: dementia? They certainly do. What was the question again? Oh, sorry, yes, the cats can get dementia, <laughs> as do people. They will show it in the similar sort of ways. They will change in their sleep habits. They won't recognise you quite as quickly or as well. They will sometimes go into rooms and just cry out for no apparent reason. They will get disorientated. They'll get lost they may have a variable appetite change the pattern of feeding in an older cat please feed multiple times a day up to five or six times but just little bits because they love to graze so the more they graze it keeps their brain busy um, and keeps them a little bit less like it happened and the other big thing is probably what you're calling about is the toileting that really starts to go off so we and poo in various places around the house is that the problem Donna
2: actually no Partially, but not quite. <laughs> That's okay. My cat has decided to vacate the house in the backyard yes. and chooses to live in a tree at the back of our house. And to get her inside to feed her, I actually have to go down, lift her up and bring her inside. As soon as she eats, she's back straight in
1: the tree again. Oh. So there must be something that's happening around. It might be related to dementia, but it sounds more like avoidance of a major trigger. So new baby, new dog next door, change in the household routine, different job, something that's really upset her. So, you...
2: um, Well, about 11 months ago, my son came to live with us and brought a snake. And that's when we first started seeing. <laughs> That'll get me seeing. up the tree. Up <laughs> the tree, too. Yeah. All three of us would be up the tree. Sorry, yeah. Donna. Getting to see the aversion in her, yep. and then she started doing strange things: by um, defecating on the yep. lawn, yes. not um, not digging hole and covering like she normally does. Yep. Um, what other strange things she's done? So many strange things.
1: And, as you add them all up it 's exactly that that was the beginning of it. She coped with her for a little while, and then she 's gone to the point point where she just can 't cope so and well, we, like we
2: got rid of the snake how long ago Oh about three months ago Okay. and she still hasn 't changed
1: and and that 's where again, as we get older, our obsessions get a bit worse, and so she still has the the aroma of the snake is still there she 's still unsettled up in the tree is a good indicator that yeah that the snake is probably the the main thing so don't rush out and get a new kitten to help with to feel settled just keep um trying to oh feed no them.
2: i'm afraid this will be my last
1: cat yeah <laughs> so. but they can go on for a good um you know up to 15 17 years so
2: i realize that and um i'm just wondering how do i cope with this side of her just because she's no longer affectionate she's totally closed off to
0: us, so Will that change, Dr. Bob, once um, she becomes more relaxed and realises that the snake's gone for good, will she revert back to her old self or
1: It's a little like post-traumatic stress it depends on how the cat deals with that the older we get, the less able we are to deal with change so it's going back to all the things you used to do. Little bits of play, even though she's old. Lots of gentle grooming, but little bits of grooming. Cats don't like it Oats smothered. So just little bits of stroke when you can. Little bits of feeding rather than one big feed. So it gets her down out of the tree and walk back around the yard with her, spend some more time with her, try and do some play things, try and um, give her a favourite uh, food or f- favourite toy. Get back into a more... Um, familiar routine that she was comfortable when she was little so but yeah you can't kick the sun out as well but it's um (laughs) (laughs) it it is the snake that's been the main trigger to that whole event the cascade of, of stress and then the anxiety builds up the older we are the less we cope so dementia okay. is a part, but it is more PTSD that is the main issue. Uh,
0: good luck. Okay. Good luck, her. It sounds like, you know, there's a little road ahead, but I hope you can, yeah. you know, get back to a enjoyment from, from both
2: ends. Gentle yeah. as we well, go. Well, I was just waiting for her to spring some wings. I thought she was changing into a bird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Hopefully fun. not, but, yeah, gently and slowly. And if you can train her to do some mindfulness, which I think cats would be really good at because they just often sit and stare into space. <laughs> so
0: Put the music, <laughs> calming Easy, coming on, get it dark moment room. Yeah.
1: Ju- try not to think about the thing we won't mention and yeah
0: but <laughs> oh look all sorts of advice here on pet chat uh, and i know that it used to be something that you two would laugh at when i used to tell you but remember when i was cooking uh, and gizmo i used to i kept setting off the smoke yes, alarm yeah. um so every time <laughs> your daughter's here hello she's laughing at me too we've got a full house today it's fantastic hello zara who's sitting over there but i used to start um cooking and when i turn on the exhaust yes. fan gizmo would start shaking Trembling. with fear um and i this was not the anticipated exactly anxiety. and uh, once we've solved the problem and i stopped cooking mm-hmm. it took months and months for him to to not do that and it was always when it would happen we'd have to positive you know we'd give Help him a little and treat and, and, yeah, and, and yeah pats and it, he's now over it thank goodness but it took a long time so, so
1: what's the wheat bix and the um the 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 boiled rice bean like over this last...
0: (laughs) Let's help Gizmo. (laughs) That's exactly
1: right. The sacrifices we make as parents. (laughs) That's
0: that's exactly right. Uh, Taking your calls, 49216216. We're talking pet chat. Uh, We're going to have a quick break in a minute, but before we do, I might do pet of the week now so we can get on to your topic after, Dr. Bob, because it's a big one. I'd like to introduce you all to Buster. Now, he's a four-year-old mini foxy cross. He loves affection and he loves a belly rub. Now, he's come from Dubbo, would you believe? Mm. Dubbo Pound, which is actually where my little boy Gizme came from. So they've done a bit of a trip. Um, He's a beautiful boy. He's been in foster care with another small dog. He loves to snuggle and wrestle with him, so they get on quite well. Buster's house trained, uh, and he does know his basic commands. He can use a doggy door. He sleeps well inside, and he will stay in his bed. So all of these are great. He loves daily walks, as as any dog would. Um, He walks very well on the lead. And if you think you can give him a home, then please uh, get in touch with us. you can check all the details on 2NURFM.com. And the lady that rang up before for the details apparently did want to uh, adopt one of our pets of the week, so I'll, I'll be interested good. to see which one. Yeah, As I
1: said, Sarah, the, the really good thing about so many rescue groups these days is the moving of animals right across the state. And yes. so it means that places where they might have a few extra, like this one, a working dog type, move into a different area and instead of just that's all they've got there then there's a whole there's a much better variety and range. The networking's
0: so, great isn't
1: it, is, it? Networking and through Facebook and things like that is yeah it's really really good but of course we need to listen to radio all the time so that we uh, Oh,
0: of course. maintain
1: and our yeah yeah exactly.
0: And today we have Margaret from, Mel- uh, from Melbourne from Belmont and she's got some questions on feeding birds Dr. Bob.
1: Oh, how, how are you going, Margaret? <laughs> oh,
5: not too bad. Could you tell me the correct food for uh, magpies and cockatoos who visit
0: me every morning?
1: I, I'm not a real expert. All um, oh, right, <laughs> Kimberly's usually than me, the lady. I
0: think <laughs> she's a <laughs> <the laughs> small animal expert. Kimberly
1: is the bird lady, so um, it would oh. be good um, to try her. There are rearing mixes that you can buy, right. and they need to be very specific for the bird type because they are very. So. Uh, Either seed eaters or um, Uh, carnivores, all that sort of thing. Yeah, I give
5: give them, um, they like the mints, but I'm thinking, is that, you know, is that
4: the right?
1: I don't think it it is. I think it needs to be a variety. Oh, they're
4: still alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is good, but it needs to be a variety of food rather than one particular thing. What about
0: worms? worms out in the backyard can you go digging for some worms?
1: (laughs) magpies are also very good at attaching themselves to people so they really
5: and i think they've got the babies now because they they take double supply in their mouths to take over to their babies and we have to be careful not to
1: feed too much otherwise we create a bit of a population boom and bust and dependency Uh, on us no
5: i keep that under control
1: yeah and so a lot of native animal um Trust Fund workers and volunteers, that's probably yeah. the best place to ring to check yeah, to get that right. from, um, we will okay. be able to advise you. But also yeah. they have to be very careful about where they release the birds because they will often end up back at their house right. because right. they get used to that local environment. And that's the same with releasing birds that have been caught. They yeah. need to go back to where they <coughs> were caught so they've got a better chance of feeling yeah. ac- of being accepted yeah. recognizing the terrain the right. songs that they mm. sing in maggie maggie's yeah. especially are different depending uh-huh. on the location uh-huh. so they actually teach yeah. each other and the songs vary yeah. a little bit depending like, on each yeah. of those different locations yeah. around and yeah. it's funny
0: Dr. Bob, that you say they do attach themselves to people because I know when I'm at my parents' at Nelson Bay, they're very friendly. They fly in on the deck and they've stolen ham from my sandwich before. Like, that's (laughs) how friendly they are. They they really are quite amazing, aren't they? I
5: know. I love them because they're so different and they talk to each other. I only have one, two, three, three uh, kookaburras and uh, two magpies.
1: Yeah. So it's not a horde of birds that come No, that's right. Know. And that's where we have to be careful. But yeah. they they do have different personalities, don't they? Oh, they're gorgeous.
4: Just, <laughs> they're gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. Just when I'm
1: on my deck in the morning and, and um, eating breakfast, just the different bird noises and <laughs> yeah. so fascinating. Well, coming to my kitchen the other day. Yeah. And <laughs> they were saying, well, come on,
5: I'm coming. I've just got a hole in my screen. If you're not coming out, I'm coming in. <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. That's a bit cheeky, isn't I know. it? I mm-hmm. so. oh, yeah. love you. Okay, well, I'll check that out myself. I'll go to the pet shop or something
1: and find out. And Native so give, trust I've it. just
5: been giving them mints. So they're still alive after all these years, but I thought, oh, that's... Better that's check on that, that one. one. Oh, yeah. well, well,
1: right. Sorry, Margaret.
0: Okay. Thank you for your call, Margaret. We love hearing from you. 49216216. We're talking about mischief and misadventure. We've had a lot of uh, mischievous pets on the show today. We've heard from lots, including our magpies. They're a bit naughty.
1: It is, and, and it's the same as us. We all have a, a general tendency to do the wrong thing well I do um so (laughs) it's important creates
0: (laughs) interest you've got to have a bit of pizzazz
1: we have to make sure the environment's safe so as with Avalon our little puppy um we have to make sure that the electrical cords are put away um and as Cheryl said before a bit of time with the two adult dogs and then some time on his own Um, making sure that that situation is safe be careful of the bedding so that if they're chewing at something they're not actually ingesting something that's toxic there are some toys that are okay to leave with dogs other ones that are better to be interactive toys with the people so have a good look around the environment and see what might be dangerous so even just um, getting stuck in a corner i remember the first um, uh, labrador i had it yeah it We've searched the whole yard looking for it one day because we couldn't find it. It was only three or four months old and it was wedged behind the pot plant right next to the back door. And oh, so
2: really?
1: It found a beautiful place to be comfortable and <laughs> so asleep. So it was
2: asleep
0: there. But, yeah. yeah. Right.
1: So, so even those little things so and with cats the same thing be careful there's no height misadventure risks like um falling off something and landing on something else uh the same with cats they might ingest things that might not be good for them um lily especially not good to have in the house in the yard check for toxic plants i think cheryl you did this a few weeks ago mm. some of the toxins that could be in the house or in the yard and again, when you're walking on the street with your with your dog, be very careful of what's happening around you. It's like driving a car. We have to look behind, around, above, check the speed of our car. So with a puppy, when you're walking it, make sure you're looking around to see where other potential risks are. So it's being alert but not alarmed. I love that expression. Yes. Um, and even with birds in a, in a flight aviary, make sure that the, the wire is not something that might be toxic. The tree branches um, or twigs that you put in there are not from a plant that might be toxic for that particular species of bird. And making sure, as we had with Margaret with the magpies, make sure we have the right feed mix for those animals. And, and just that you spend time with them. Just so important. The more you spend time with them, you see what they start to investigate and you're aware of the possible risks that might happen. So, minding my th- near three year old grandson yesterday, there's, yeah, it have just got to keep on the ball. And, and you look back, I'm hanging the clothes on the line, but yep, Morgie's still, oh, no, he's not.
0: Yeah, oh, you've got <laughs> they to. They take
1: careful. off so quickly. Very quickly. And that area has to be a safe place so they can't actually get off and get onto the road
0: so that 's some of the biggest issues is just having a look around, making sure that it 's a safe environment, and, and if they and doing do it every day yeah, because oh. I guess it constantly changes it
1: does changes and that 's the big tricky thing that yeah, what might have been there at home we 're um, getting a new bathroom put in, so that whole area is now yeah quite a hazard looking through to the ground underneath the house. So it's just checking every day that everything's safe.
0: Absolutely. 49216216, we have time for a couple more calls. Anne from Merriweather, how can Dr Bob assist you today?
6: Oh, hi, thank you. Um, I've got a problem with Indian minor birds. A lot of houses, I live in Merriweather, and a lot of houses have been knocked down recently. And they've all decided to come and live in my yard with a few more Uh, Trees, but the thing is, they're not only attacking the native birds, they're also attacking my dog, and she's a kelpie, and that's making her bark. And even when I try to go out to put the washing on the line, they're attacking me. So, is there anything I can do to get rid of them?
1: Not really. The big thing with Mm. miners is they are very down that gang sort of route and very bullying. They're
0: massive bullies, aren't they? They they really harass the other
1: native birds. The only ones they don't really harass are big, big black cockatoos. So yeah. um, they sort of scare them half to death and they run away. So but they're not
0: stupid. They're no, just annoying the, and bullying.
1: And you'll actually no. hear them in the trees. Going, yeah.
0: <whistles> yeah.
6: And it's just they've never been attacking the magpies that, and the currawongs that nest in me trees. Power of numbers. A go at them. And there's about a gang of about at least 10 or 12 yes. at the moment.
1: And as you said, because they've been removed from the trees where they were before, they now have to set up a new territory and the right. winner of that territory then gets the resources and, and the good stuff around that area. So as much as you can, um, in the old days there was, you know, leave some CDs hanging from trees to try and um, deter birds in the area. Um, you can get some bird repellent-type devices.
0: Then you get rid of all of them, don't you? That's though. right. Yeah. shame. So,
1: um, it's really... Trying to keep an eye on them, I can't say anything too um, unpleasant. I was
0: going to (laughs) Um, say, is there rules on that? Are we allowed to, you're not allowed to catch
1: them? Not really, they're native. So there are places where they can have been eliminated in the past by trapping, but the problem is birds being very intelligent, they learn from actually watching what happens to the other ones, and so they actually will um, learn to be trap-shy. And if you're going to be more, yeah, waving your arms around or hosing or something, then they will stay a bit further away, but only just out of your distance, reach yeah. distance. So they are very yeah. bright.
0: Did you say they're native as well? Yeah, they... This, the, uh, but these ones are the
6: Indian, I know there is a native one, they're not as aggressive. No, the noisy ones, of yeah. The Indian introduced species yeah. one.
1: Yeah. So the pest species, there are things you can do with them, but Mm -hmm. I would check with National Parks and Wildlife which one, and I'm sure they'd have it on the website as well.
6: Yeah, I've tried them. They've been hard to get through. I ran council. They don't want to know about it, you know. It it is. And that's why I love listening to your show and thought, oh, you know, um, not that I want to kill
0: them, but... uh,
1: (laughs) We actually have two noisy miners attacking our window oh. at the studio as we speak. And it's, it's <laughs> so like... So they must be annoyed at us. It's
0: like they birds. know. They literally are trying to run into... Like, they're, they're flying into the window, not hard, but I knew
1: I could listen to animals, is... but I didn't know I could speak to yes. animals as well. I know. So they
0: know
6: we're talking, and
1: therefore they're... They are. They're ganging up on us.
0: They've got more front than David Jones,
6: these we, we need to send oh, in I
1: reinforcements have. to you, Anne, at Merriweather, I think.
0: Oh, we oh,
6: certainly... T- I know. They're just... I mean, it's... I've got a gorgeous big backyard and it's making it
1: impossible to go out. Yeah, so I'll see if I can look something up and put it on the website a little bit later to help you. Oh, that would be
0: good, yeah, some rules and regulations. I know my dad got one of those um, traps that that he hasn't caught one yet. Mm. No,
1: no, they see them, they (laughs) recognise them. You can try and camouflage them, but they are, as I said, very bright. Um, Observational learning is what it's called. They see that one got caught and, and they just stay away, so...
0: Yeah, you, Very we're tricky, talking probably. about you. We see you <laughs> looking at us from your tree high up there. Having a quick look at the weather update, it's all thanks to our sponsor, Snapfreeze Air Conditioning, your Dakin Specialists, remaining mostly sunny this afternoon. Just a beautiful spring afternoon. Going to stay like that for the remainder of the week. Oh, Friday, tops of the 20s, early 30s. Wow. Cheryl, Dr Bob, I hope you've got your shorty shorts ready to go. I, 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 oh, you've already got them on. I, <laughs> <laughs>
1: ready (laughs) heading to tennis tonight
0: oh that explains it look that's just about all we've got time for today for pet chat um cheryl shaw thank you for coming in zara thank you for coming in and bringing in the beautiful avalon who's just been an absolute dream boat um sleeping peacefully here on the chair and dr bob thank you for coming in as always always great to have you all in
1: learn something new every day certainly do